Hello, everyone, and welcome to Transition Careers. On today's episode, I'm joined by Dan Mudra. I first got interested in having Dan as a guest because we had a similar start to our careers. Dan also received his bachelor's, then master's degree, and made a move into industry. However, after a while, he made a unique decision, and that was to go back to school for his PhD in the sciences. The move is a huge success for him, and he now works at a large pharmaceutical company. It was that unique decision, though, that made me want to hear Dan's story. I think we have a fantastic conversation, and he has some terrific career advice and wisdom for scientists out there. I would even argue there is some great life advice as well. We talk about how wanting to understand the business side of science influences decisions and how he is motivated to always be learning, creating, and building. I hope you all enjoy our conversation. Let's do this. So thanks, Dan, for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited to do this. Awesome. So I like to, I think, I think I'm going to get most episodes started with this just because I think it, you know, it's a question that unites all scientists and, and that is what got you interested in the sciences at first, either as you were growing up or even choosing it as a major in college. Right. Um, you know, it's funny as I think about that, I don't recall necessarily loving science in high school. Some people said they were born to do it, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, I don't, I don't recall that necessarily, but, but I know that I enjoyed that element of how things work in the natural world that, that always, that kind of under, under belly of things always kind of intrigued me. And so, um, so that led me to think about things like healthcare, med technology, things like that, mainly because I was focused on, well, okay, how do I then, if, if science is something that intrigues me, how do I take that and turn that into a job? Because I think I was really focused on, well, you do, you do college, you go get a job. That's kind of the, the order of life, right? So, um, so healthcare and med tech was really where I went into college. And then, and then it was, and then it was in college that things like basic research started to surface for me. Um, probably some things I had never thought about. And, and, and as those came, came up to the surface, as I said, uh, they really started pulling me in a different direction. Yeah. Just going back a little bit, what you said at first, understanding how the world works. I think that's, that's something that got me into it. You know, just again, having that understanding on the chemical level or scientific level of how the world works. I think that's, you know, naturally curious and what one major thing that draws scientists to it at least. So, but uh, yeah, so that's awesome. And then, you know, moving on, obviously, so you chose that as a major in college, but, you know, going into your first sort of career choices, you know, I noticed that we seem to have a similar background, at least at first, you went the bachelor's master's route, and then you went into industry. And so I was wondering if you could just kind of expand on that. I mean, why did you decide to get your master's degree? Uh, and then also, why did you decide to move into industry, at least right away after receiving that? Yeah. So exploring that could probably take a, an entire hour podcast, itself, <laughs> right? Um, you know, so, so I try to keep that somewhat simple. But, um, you know, as I mentioned, so you kind of going into basic research, I, I was starting to, from a scientific standpoint, I was, I was starting to enjoy peeling back the layers of the onion, uh, right? And, you know, well, if this, then that, well, if that, then why this? And, and that just, you know, really, I started chasing that kind of curiosity, um, and I really, if I think about it, I really spent probably those four years of undergrad figuring out what I enjoyed. Uh, and there were a variety of things there. You know, I did a little undergrad research, got in the lab for a little bit, kind of understood what applied research looked like. But, but you know, got to the end of those four years and I really was kind of looking around going, oh, well, if I'm not going to medical school, like, like most of these other people I went to school with, 
not doing the med tech thing or whatever I originally thought I would do. What am I going to go do? Right. And um, so, so the masters, to be totally honest at the time, I, I think the masters was, I, I thought of it as just buying me some time, right. I'm going to go. And it was, it was, I know it was value added because I was going to go do some research in, in this really cool lab and was going to do some cell cycle regulation work. But, uh, but I know I needed time to figure out how I was going to apply this science, you know, in, in the industrial world. I, I guess one thing I've said before to some people is at that time, I knew there were people out there doing the business of science, as I call it, but I didn't know who they were or what they were doing or how they were doing it. And so I knew I had to go figure all that out before I could be, you know, employable, so to speak. Um, and so that's, that's really why I looked into the masters at that time. And, and it was, honestly, it was everything that I needed. I, I looked at the PhD at that moment, but you know, I, I knew then at the time I wasn't, that wasn't for me. I needed just to go do some research, figure out how I was going to go, you know, go become employable, have some skills, uh, that, that somebody would find valuable in the research world. Yeah. I, I love that story. Cause that's, that was very similar to my mindset. I know you've heard, you said you listened to some of the previous episodes, but it was the same thing. It just, at least, you know, I got into a PhD program, but for deciding to get a master's is exactly what you described. I was, you know, like, you know what, I want to go into industry. I have some skills now. I feel like from this master's degree, that's going to help me. And then that's what made me just get my master's and, and move on. So, but, but again, I, I like that we have similar paths. I mean, you got the master's and then moved straight into industry. So again, I mean, just, just, is that's why you did it though. You felt like you had those skills and you wanted to explore sort of the business side of science or like explore, I guess, industrial science, I suppose as an academic realm. Sure. I had always been drawn to, as I call it, the business of science, the industrial side, um, applied, whatever word you want to put on that. I'd always been drawn to that side of things rather than, you know, and I said before, basic research was intriguing to me and it was, but, but the, I guess at the time I was kind of thinking, you know, academic research for the sake of research, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me or I didn't understand it, one of the two. Right. So, so at least industrial science is something I understood, you know, oh, people making money doing science. Okay. I, I can go do that. That seems interesting. Um, and so, there, there were a variety of personal reasons that that um, the uh, at that time we moved to the Kansas City area, but um, but I moved and we moved there, and so then I started looking for work, and you know I mean, again it was like this was pre Google right, this was pre LinkedIn, this was you know I, mean, I don't mean to make myself sound like a dinosaur, but but it was you know it, it was kind of a different time in that way, and so yeah, it's kind of pounding the pavement, knocking on doors, that kind of thing, and. Uh, and just found this 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 biotech company, you know, this contract lab, really that that had kind of you know was was born out of an academic setting. And so it was, for me, it was the best of all worlds, right? It was it's kind of a setting that I knew. I'd been in school a bunch, doing some academic research, um, so so that I could I could kind of fall into pretty quick. Um, but again, I had some cell culture skills, you know, as you said, I had these skills that I had built up over time, and okay, yeah, I can go do that job. That's pretty interesting. Um, so, you know, you go do the interview, they offer you a job and you go, wow, that sounds pretty great. And that's going back six years earlier when I entered into college, like I said, that was, that's what I thought the goal was, right? That was, it was just go, oh, yeah. go, go do some school, go get a job. Okay. So, well, finally we got there. And, uh, but yeah, industrial setting to me was always 
was always more, I don't know, fast paced or, or definitely applied, um, pragmatic. Again, again, there's a variety of words you can, you can use, but it, it was always the most intriguing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Felt the same way, honestly. That's why I thought that story really resonated with me. But so moving on though, and this was, this was sort of your next segment. And actually this was something I was very curious about. And to be honest, one reason why I approached you at first, Dan, and that is you decided to go back for a PhD in the sciences. Now, I know that is definitely not the most common route, right, for someone to get a master's, join industry, and then go back. But it is a route that some people take, again, but it is unique. And so would love to hear more about that decision. I mean, why did you decide to go back for, for your PhD in the sciences? So, again, it was kind of it was it, in a lot of ways it was based in pragmatism. Um, I mean, not to be too too cold about it or whatever you want to say. Um, I was I, I there was no ceiling for me at the company I was at with a master's degree. I was I was doing fine. I was enjoying what I was doing. Um, but honestly, my wife and I had lived in the Kansas area for you know for 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 10 years or so, a little less, I guess at that point, we were thinking about moving back closer to family. And and so we decided for a variety of reasons for our family, we had we had kids. Um we thought, well, you know, let's let's move for Dan's career, right? You know, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of make that the the deciding point or or the driving force. And and so then when I reflect on that, I think, well, you know, I, I told her, I said, well, if I'm gonna go knock on the door of large pharma, you know, if I'm gonna go look for a job there, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lot easier to not only get in the door, but then also move up, um, you know, with the PhD and frankly, you know, you get, you get opportunities to do different work there, right. It, it just opens up a whole bunch of different doors. And so as daunting of a task as that may have seemed at the time, because we're saying, well, let's, let's go move for Dan's job. And I had to press pause on that and say, well, let's wait four or five years while I go do this grad school thing. Um, but that was the decision we made. And so, so I, so we did that, and and I was very fortunate to have had a a an outstanding program essentially in my backyard as I was there in that area. So, uh, you know, attended the University of Kansas, and and um, found a you know was fortunate to get into a terrific lab, uh, do again some very applied research, um, and, and and things that I knew would be very marketable um, in the. Uh, in large pharma. And so that was really the driving force was how do I get, how do I make the next step in my career into large pharma uh, or midsize, whatever, whatever it would be. Um, I didn't know at the time, but um, yeah, that was, that was really the, the motivating factor behind that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so it sounds like you had some big aspirations and you just felt like maybe the masters wasn't going to quite get you those aspirations so that going back for the PhD might be necessary for opening up more doors and, and moving higher up with some of, with some of your ideal career paths. It gave me a longer uh, or a higher, whatever you want to call it, ceiling window, you know, career trajectory basically. And, you know, like I said, if I, if I had wanted to stay the rest of my life at the contract lab I was at, I think I would have been fine. You know, I, I could have grown with that company and done and done just fine. Um, and I had no, you know, in that sense, there was no, there was no ego driving it. It was just, well, this, this seems like the right move. If, if I want to go into a different employer situation, if I want to go work for this company over here, um, you know, that that's probably going to be advantageous to me. Um, 
Now, I don't mean to make that sound overly simplified because it's taken a big bite to go do that PhD, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you got to be committed to it. And um, and I did have doubts. I mean, I, I, I wasn't sure that I was I was cut out for that at the time. Um, and, and without doubt, I, I grew a ton in that period. Um, you know, learned a lot about myself and not only, and uh, but then also obviously about, about the discipline. So, you know, there, there's a lot there. And, and again, as I said before, we could, we could do a whole nother podcast on that, but, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's quite a commitment, but, uh, but for me, it was right at the time. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I obviously did not do that, but for me, it sounds like, you know, I, I think that it can be like this for many people that it's a big decision, especially for, for not just your, I guess, career. It's like family life plays into that. Not for everyone. I mean, everyone maybe have the flexibility to say, Hey, I'm going to go back for a PhD. But if you're kind of along your career and maybe along farther along in life in general, then it's a massive decision to say, Hey, we're going to, like you said, kind of push pause here and take a different direction and go back. So Again, that's why I know it's kind of unique and not everyone always always does that because it can be a big sacrifice. But I mean, glad to hear it worked out well for you. Yeah, there there is still there's a family picture that I have uh, where it is in this house. But there's a family picture I have of, of me sitting. I think I'm pretty sure I was studying for some exam with my, you know, then two year old son, one year old son, whatever he was bouncing on my knee, you know, and, and, and I look back at those times, I had one kid going into the grad school and two by the time I came out. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a unique situation. But it really, to be honest, it did really focus me. Um, it made me it forced me to treat that period more like a more like a job than it was just some sort of endless academic journey. Right. So, you know, yeah, I, I had a job to do. I had to get in there. I mean, because frankly, I had kids to drop off at the daycare on campus at 8 a.m. and I had kids to pick up at 5 p.m. So there wasn't a lot of choice to just kind of linger and do whatever. So, um, yeah, there was there was definitely a, a, an upside there in terms of the amount of focus that it that it afforded me. So I love what you said there that the, you the mindset you had was a job to do for your PhD. That's really fascinating. I've never heard that before, honestly. And I think that that might be advantageous for some people. So again, I know you've listened to other episodes. Like that's why for me, graduate school, it just didn't work. Like yeah. I, you kind of mentioned earlier, like academic research, research just for the sake of research. It didn't really motivate me. And that's kind of the position I felt I was in, but in other situations, getting a PhD, it can be that more of this is a job, not just like a training, an academic training program. And I guess, you know, it sounds like that helped you through. And again, that's super unique. I've never heard someone describe a PhD like that before. Yeah, I think I might, I might have been unique or at least uh, in the minority amongst my peers there. Um, and, and again, you that's not to diminish uh, what what you learn in the PhD, because that's, you know, when you come out with a PhD, it is it is essential that you have experienced and can demonstrate, you know, the the the. the the scientific process, the scientific method, and the process of hypothesis generation and testing, and, and all of this, right? And and being able to think through these things, um, and you know, with so so to say, it was a job for me. Um, it, it was was not to cast any of that aside, uh, but more so to say, it just kept me motivated to to essentially get that particular job done. Yeah, no, exactly. And I like that mindset because, again, motivation can be extremely challenging in a PhD program. I know that. So <laughs> I, I did not have that motivation. So, 
Well, okay, awesome. That's that's some great insights there. And so, you know, moving on now to this sort of last segment, you, you got your PhD, you, you started moving up, um, you know, in your current position. And, uh, you know, we, when we talked offline, you said your your moves are pretty straightforward into your current role as a director. But but really, I want to focus sort of on that director, because that's, that's, that's a higher up for a scientist. And so previously, you mentioned that being interested in the business of science. So I don't know, did you always want to be a director or kind of be in, in a high up role like that? Or is that just something that happened? So I didn't necessarily aspire for that role. I, I didn't, I've never been one to put a whole lot of emphasis on one title versus another. Uh, what I, what I do go back to think about when, when, when that sort of a question comes to me I think back to one of the first things I told a supervisor of mine when I landed at my current employer, you know, you sit there with, with your boss on day two or whatever it is, you know, of the new job. And, and we're talking and we're talking about what motivates me. Right. And, and I, and I know I told her at the time that what motivated me was that I just, I wanted to be, I wanted to be always learning and I really loved building things. Now I don't, I mean, right. I mean, I'm not building bridges, but building, just building something. I wanted to see growth. I wanted to be a part of building something. And, and, and I might not have even known what I meant at the time when I said that, you know, but, but it, but it hasn't left me. And I've always thought, and I've always, what I've experienced is that I'm, I am, I feel most fulfilled, most rewarded when we're creating. And, and that, so that can take a variety of, of shapes, right? You know, and so to say that, did I always want the director role? Not necessarily, but that presented itself along the way as an avenue to fulfill that, that desire to be creating. Okay. And so, you know, I had done it at my previous job, you know, before the PhD, I, I had, I had had the opportunity to have a group, right? And so we had a group and we were creating we were building at that time. We were building capabilities on how to do things that nobody had ever done before, um, you know, in the field. Um, and we were putting out products and putting out services that that didn't exist a month, a year, whatever earlier. And and so that was that version of building things. Um, the version now of building things was well, well, hey, here's a here here's a here's a group of people that deliver a particular product within the organization. Go do it better. Right. Go go find a way with that group to go do it better. And and that's even taken its own journeys over the over the last few years. But uh, but that's always been for me. The motivator is to be learning, creating, building. And, and if I can do those things, the title isn't necessarily important, but but those other things reward. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, another great mindset I think I really like there. Um, as far as getting for for being motivated, moving up in your career. I mean, again, I, I've talked about this in my previous episodes, but I, I always, you know, talk about the typical science personality, right? Where maybe a little more introverted, not as much, not as outgoing, right. et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, thinking like that, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly how you describe yourself. I mean, I know all scientists are different, but I mean, were there, was there any doubt in your mind though that you'd be successful, you know, as you got to this higher up position where you needed to to create things and, and get that high level of learning? Well, I think everybody has doubt. I mean, you know, and, and there's moments that you wonder if you're up to a certain task or something. Um, on the introvert extrovert scale, yeah, depending on the day, I fall in different in different categories there. Um, 
I think I probably am like, like a typical scientist. I do enjoy my days of, of head down and, and focus, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of individual work, if you will. But, uh, but, you know, getting work done, we're getting things accomplished with and through others, you know, that's really, I mean, that, that's really just the collaborative spirit of science today in general, I, I think no matter where you are. And so, um, so I think over time, the introvert may find it harder and harder to, to, to not break out of that shell, uh, in order to succeed. Right. You know, we need to, we need one another, um, I think. And so, you know, did I have doubts? Yeah, I, I guess so. But, um, but with, with good people around you, you know, both, both your, your supervisors, you know, the, the, you know, the people that you collaborate with, um, you know, with the right people, I, I think, I think you can, you can work through that doubt. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, become successful in the ways that the group needs to be, I, I think. It sounds like this, this position you're in now is great too, because again, you like collaborating and building things with other people. And so being in that director role allows you to do that because it is, you're in charge of this team and you can kind of, and do that moving forward to create new products, new services. So, yeah. Um, and, I can, and again, I like that mindset of eventually you might have to break out of your shell a bit as you move further up, even, even as a scientist, because it is about collaboration. And that's obviously very important, very important being successful in a career. And I know that it's, it's a common thing that comes up in this podcast or has already, but networking is huge, right? And then being able to work with other people is huge. So um, eventually it's going to happen, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's, you know, and, and I hadn't brought it up, but, but as I think back to those won't relive them, but the, back to the previous steps along the way that we've already talked about, you're absolutely right. That network is, you, you can't, you can't overstate the importance of that. I mean, I couldn't say any one of those steps did I do on my own, right? I mean, there was always somebody involved who was, you know, opening a door for me, uh, pointing me to a, a particular opportunity, um, you know, and, and then of course you as the individual, me, you know, you choose whether or not to take that door or, you know, take that opportunity. Um, but, but there's, there, there, that network, you're absolutely right. That network is so important and cannot be, uh, cannot be overstated. Absolutely. So now, I mean, again, you're in your current role as director, but looking back some, some of the reflections on your career path so far, what you've experienced challenge you face. I, I kind of want to go back to just the beginning quick, that whole, you know, bachelor's masters, uh, moving in the industry. It's great. It sounded like that was very successful for you. Um, and that there wasn't a glass ceiling at the company, which, you know, again, that's great to hear. Cause I, I've heard that's one thing with the master's degree is that you can run into those glass ceilings and, and that can be, you know, limiting, but I guess in general, how did you feel? I mean, again, if you could just expand on it a bit, it was successful for you. I mean, you went back to your PhD, but after getting your bachelor's and master's, I mean, it worked out well for you, right? During that time. I mean, you felt like that was a good move for you at first. I, I think it was a good move for me even now. I'm not, maybe at first even less so, but no, yeah, it's, it, it was, um, it's, and certainly looking back, I mean, I think like any point, any life reflection, you look back in, in the moments and in, in the minutes and the days where you're making those decisions. Oh, sure. You have doubt, you have trepidation, you have uncertainty. Um, but, you know, looking back, oh, it all it all laid out. <laughs> it all laid out beautifully. Um, the, the one thing and I'm not so sure you asked this directly, but I'll offer it anyway. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I think I did through the course of all of that and, you know, go back to 
you know, when I'm 18, well, I definitely didn't have this clarity when I was 18, but, but, you know, as, as I progress through those steps, um, you know, when I think about it, what, what I did was called, I, I wandered with purpose. Um, and, and that's a phrase that I've used, um, just over time to reflect on that. And, and it helps me think about both sides of that career journey for me. And that was, I always had, I always had some purpose, you know, it, it wasn't always a five or a 10 year plan. Maybe it was a one year plan or, or, you know, it extended out a little further. Um, you know, and, and you've heard some of those stories as we've talked here, but so there's always a purpose, but I think it was important for me to have that element of wandering along the way. Now that can take a little longer, right? You don't, you don't always have the shortest distance between two points when you wander, but the upside is when you wander, um, other things come up, right? And, and it doesn't have to take you off your purpose. It may, uh, you know, I think it, and you have to be available or open to that. Um, it may take you off your purpose, but it doesn't have to, but it definitely, it, it definitely, you do, you grow in that, right? You, you get different opportunities. You, you have growth opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't have had if you only just solely were laser focused on this purpose and shortest distance between two points and, you know, come hell or high water, I'm going to get there as fast as I can. Um, Wandering is important. And, and I, in, in this career journey uh, context, and I think, um, I think if people can remember that um, and, you know, I can tell you in my experience, it was, it was so valuable and, and, and grew me in ways that, that I otherwise I wouldn't have come up with on my own. Absolutely. I, again, we talked about that sort of in our in our pre-call that wandering with purpose. And I love that saying. I think I'm gonna have to use that with my son as he starts to as he starts to grow up. So I think that's so valuable. But and I love too the natural curiosity you said. Like it's good to wander and explore different um, different activities, different interests. Because again, that's that's very powerful. Not only from a career standpoint, from finding something that you actually like. But also having that lifelong learning aspect. I mean, you touched on that earlier too. That's one of your primary motivations. I think that's also very critical for a career path and to be successful is to be a lifelong learner and have um, other interests. You know, I mean, honestly, that's why I made my move. Um, again, I had these other interests in in business and sort of the business side of science you mentioned earlier, and that kind of got me into my into my current role, moving into the commercial side of things. So. Um, same thing, right? If I wouldn't have sort of wandered and think about thought about other opportunities and what other topics I was interested in, I don't think that would have happened. Right. So, and so, you know, thinking, I guess, back, or I guess thinking just from the advice you have and 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 from what you've experienced, uh, either as what do you think it takes to make successful moves um, in the scientific field? And, you know, that can be either as like a laboratory scientist or even, you know, as a student who's still in graduate school, either to move into higher roles, move into different roles. Yeah, I think I go back to that, that what, what's your, what's your personal drive? You know, what, what's rewarding for you? And, and that is, that's different for everybody. Again, I, when I said it to my boss, when I first arrived on campus with this, with this, the, at the current employer, I may not have even known what I was articulating, but when I think back to it, I think, yeah, you know, building things and creating and learning those as, as, as pillars, if you will, um, are, are important to me. That's, that's what motivates me. And, and so when opportunities come up, um, and they will, right. You know, different opportunities. If, if you're wandering, 
um, as I was, if you're open to opportunities, they're going to come up. And then you say, well, does that opportunity afford me, you know, the ability to learn, build or create? Um, and, and if they, and if it does, then maybe it's a good fit. Um, and, you know, and I help that to, to, or I use that to help me make the, uh, make the decision as to whether or not to move into that role or that, you know, again, they're not always role changes, but, you know, take that opportunity. Um, so I, so I think if you can be true to yourself or, or, you know, you got to know yourself first of all, you know, um, and, uh, and know what motivates you. And if you know that, then, then the other things that, well, you know, maybe I won't say it's easy, but, but it definitely gives you some guideposts and some things to help, uh, with those decisions as those opportunities come along. Yeah. I, I like that last part for sure. The knowing yourself, like having a little bit of introspection. Cause I think that's something that, you know, it can be lacking. Like I said, you may not think people tend to not think at that level sometimes. And I know that that was very helpful for me in graduate school. When I made the decision to get the master's, I really took some time to sit down and, and think, look, Hey, do I really like, like this? I mean, to, to your point, like I'm wandering here, but you know, what, what do I really want to do here? And, and it wasn't getting a PhD. It was right. getting my master's and, and going into industry. I felt like that was going to be a good path for me. And so, yeah, I mean, again, that's why I love what you said there about really knowing yourself and thinking what's going to motivate you. Yeah, I think what, you know, sometimes I look at um, the introspection thing, you know, I'll, I'll look at the course of a week or a month or whatever, and you kind of look back on your recent memory of doing some tasks in your in your job. And, and you say, well, what were the things that I that I knew I had to get done, but for whatever reason, I always kept putting them off to the side, you know? Yeah. And maybe you got to them eventually. Hopefully you did, uh, you know, but, but boy, they were arduous, you know? And, and then there were these other things in your, in your list of to do's that, oh, you just couldn't wait to get to them. Right. And, and, you know, they weren't, they weren't on your to-do list, but you know, a day or so, and boy, you were, you were chomping at them and, 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 you know, crossing them off that tells me something, right? That tells me, you know, what I'm eager to do and what I kind of avoid or dread or whatever word you want to use. So, um, you know, that's a little, that's a, that's more, that's a little more tactical, uh, or, or, or tactile anyway, um, in terms of the, the, the granularity of, of things, you know, that's not the, Oh, I'm learning, building and creating, but, but yeah, and that daily to-do list, what are you, what are you excited to do when you get up in the morning and what makes your day just a nightmare? And, and again, you can't, every job is going to have a mix of all of that. I think. Absolutely. Yep. You can't ever say, well, I'm, I'm not going to do these, these less desirable things. But if you can, if you can be in a role, be in a position where you're at least where you're, where you're um, concentrating you know, the, the, you know, you have an 80, 20 or a 70, 30 or whatever of things that you enjoy. That's, that's going to make, that's going to make that role a little more attractive for you um, than, than the other way around. So uh, that's, that's again, maybe a trick that I've used over time just to, just to be honest with myself um, and, and check myself once in a while uh, in terms of what it is I'm spending my time doing. Yeah. No, that's great. Again, think about what you're procrastinating about. Is there a theme there that you don't, <laughs> that you don't really like? That's right. I should start doing that. Actually. That's a great, great piece of advice. Um, 
And uh, and I totally agree too. That's one thing I've learned. I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm super long in my professional career, but there is no such thing as a perfect job, right? I mean, there's always going to be some parts of of whatever your role is that you don't like. But um, I kind of like that mindset you said too. Of is is the majority there? Like, is that eighty to seventy eighty percent that you do like? Is is that part of your role? Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll start wrapping up here, but I just wanted to, to touch on something else again that you mentioned way before, and that is uh, that mindset you had of wanting to, like in your mind, your scientific education was to get a job. I, I think that's very, very interesting. That's something that I struggled with because I don't know what it is, and I know other scientists might, but I had this very like grand idea of science like when i was younger it's like oh i gotta win a nobel prize right like i'm super interested in science like that's gonna be my like my measure of success and then as i got older you know later in college even masters i think that mindset that you described finally came up it's like no you know what like i i like science a lot but i'm probably just gonna get a job and start a career just like you would with a business degree with an accounting degree with journalism and so i thought that was an interesting mindset um for sure yeah, it you know the uh, I think I it was pretty clear early on that that there was no Nobel Prize in my future. That, that was pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was always a very pragmatic thing. Again, and just um, you know I, now to be you know to be fair, I also didn't come from a from a background where my where my parents were in science. They, so so I was kind of breaking into a to a field that that they didn't necessarily, they couldn't coach me through, right. You know, I had to, I had to get that in other ways. Um, they coached me in, 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 in plenty of other ways. Um, you know, and, and higher education was not necessarily, you know, uncoachable for them, but, but the discipline itself, you know, they kind of said, well, you know, you got to navigate that because we, you know, we, we come from other disciplines. And so, um, so I had to figure that out. And like I said, you know, without, without a lot of the tools that we have at our disposal today, um, you know, that, that, that was a little difficult at times, but, um, yeah, so there was this thing, well, that's, that's what you do. You go get a job again. Cause that's what my parents did. That's where I, that was, that was the, the family view. Right. And, um, and so I did it and, and, you know, I, I hope you asked before if I was successful, I'm like, well, you might have to ask other people uh, if, if I've been successful, but, um, but in terms of, of achieving those things, um, yeah, that's the purpose, right? That's the, the the purpose side of wander with purpose, and and I think I've stayed focused to that um, with time, and but then allowed these other these other opportunities and and, and you know fruits to emerge uh, along the way. Yeah, again, that's it, it's it's a great mindset. I don't I don't know if maybe that's how many scientists had the mindset like I did, where it was just this science is this like mythical thing where it's all about like winning Nobel prize and research as opposed to what probably the majority of scientists do, right? It's, it's a major, you like it, but you're going to get a job and you're going to live, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but you're going to live like a normal life. I mean, <laughs> again, not normal. It's going to be special, but yeah, I mean, it's not like you win Nobel prizes. So, um, but yeah, so I will get you out of here on this. I mean, you've had some great, tips here, some great pieces of wisdom, but if you had to give, you know, one actionable tip, piece of advice, wisdom on different science careers, uh, what would that be? I mean, again, you, it could even just be repeating something you've already said if you wanted to highlight it. Yeah, I, I definitely come back to, to be true to yourself, know, know what motivates you, um, and, and wander with purpose. Th those are the two things that I share with people if they ask, you know, for career advice. Um, 
that's and 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 to me the beauty of it is is it allows it's so individual right it's so it's not me telling you well okay here's the script and how you follow it um now for some people that can be intimidating right because some people at certain points in their life you'd, you'd like a script and scripts can be very comforting but um but to say it it is your it's your script to write and so so be true to yourself and to do that you have to know yourself and all those all those elements we talked about and then once you do just set that purpose and wander uh, wander towards it um you know you'll get there or you'll find something else even more wonderful along the way that yep that motivation theme i just i just love that i actually think that's a you know, great theme for maybe this episode is find out what motivates you it, it's so critical for your life and for your career so well that's awesome dan again thank you i mean if people wanted to learn more about you or you know connect with you how, how could they do that uh sure uh i'm on linkedin uh, i'm out there daniel r mudra um and so you can find me there and uh, connect message what have you that's that's probably the best way uh, i think these days so feel free i, I enjoy uh, and, and i always enjoy talking about this kind of stuff so thank you uh jared for the time this has been uh this has been a real pleasure to, to talk through this and and uh fun to reflect and and to think about these things so yeah if anybody ever wanted to talk about uh, elements of it or anything I'm, I'm happy to do that awesome well yep thank you for being a guest again dan it's been a fantastic conversation thanks jared the pleasure is mine appreciate it All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Dan. I know I did. I thought there was some great advice and wisdom there on scientific careers. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate or subscribe through whatever listening platform you're using. Other than that, stay tuned for future episodes. Take care, everyone.